Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. So you're probably wondering why you didn't hear, and I'm Hunter Jacobs, and that is because I will be writing solo on this episode of the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. Um, as you all know, Hunter and I are in school, and his schedule's a little more packed than mine's is at the moment, so he didn't have time to record tonight, and we wanted to get some content out to you guys before the Nets' next game on Wednesday. So you'll probably be hearing this either late Tuesday or early Wednesday morning. Regardless, you'll be hearing it before they play, so that's great news. And uh, we've got a good amount to talk about. Um, I don't want Hunter to feel too left out, so I'm going to try and keep this episode short and sweet. But uh, let's get into the intro. Make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast on iTunes. You can look up Hoop, Hoop Ball Nets or Brooklyn Nets. Either way, we should come up. Hit that little subscribe button. Scroll down. Leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Um, it means it means the world to us for, if you leave a review. It takes like five seconds, 30 seconds tops, and does so much for us and the podcast. So please go leave a review. Um, follow us on Twitter at Hoop ball nets we love to hear your feedback ask us questions comments concerns constructive criticism every single thing you can think of make sure you tweet at us it's also in the description of the podcast so you can just click on the link there rather than go type it in um this podcast like all of our shows is brought to you by our title sponsor hawaiian isles kona coffee company Check out their website at hawaiianisles.com on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company or on Twitter at High Kona Coffee. That's Kona with a K, so it's H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee on Twitter and let them know that the Hoop Ball Nets podcast sent you. So we do actually have a review today. It is entitled Love These Guys. It's a five-star. Thank you very much. It is by Bcroom26. And uh, they say, I was one of your first listeners, and you guys have improved so much. Keep up the great work, and your analysis is on point. Excellent job. Um, I appreciate it. I know I can speak for both myself and Hunter when I say we appreciate it. Um, that That's the goal of this whole thing, right? To continue to get better, to continue to grow our platform, to continue to grow our skills as analysts, as podcasters, as whatever we want to be, to be honest. And I'm glad that uh, the results are coming through, and thank you once again, Bcroom26. If you want to be like Bcroom26, go leave a review on iTunes right now. Um, uh, speaking of hoopball, uh, the full season membership called Game Time Premium is for sale now. Yes, right now at this very moment, you can get hoopball's Game Time Premium membership. If you want to know what that entails, you get access to six live video Q and A shows every week. Where Hoopball's best analysts answer questions specific to your fantasy team. 
Yes, it is for fantasy, and we know that a lot of our listeners play fantasy, so this is perfect for you. You enjoy premium articles and tools like a streaming grid, a weekly schedule, projections, dynasty info, betting, and DFS selections, and more. All you have to do is head to hoop-ball.com and click on the premium tab on the top navigation bar. Make sure you use coupon code DOC when you're checking out to save 350 That's D-O-C, DOC. So with all of that out of the way, let's get into the article. This is the first podcast I've ever done alone, so bear with me. You're stuck with me until Hunter gets back. Um, so yes, today the Nets, the Nets were in the news quite a lot. They uh, An article dropped on Kyrie. Uh, Greg Joyce of the New York Post wrote an article entire, entitled, Kyrie Irving's Mood Swings Makes Nets Officials Queasy. So... It was all over, Bleacher Report, ESPN, uh, Twitter, everybody was talking about it. And basically, to sum up the article, he was basically saying that Kyrie Irving, he, he had a mood swing in uh, China, and that an unnamed Nets officials, they're worried, that makes them queasy, quote-unquote, that Kyrie's going to have these mood swings during the season, and it could ruin team chemistry, and blah, 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 blah. Every single net that was talked to about it backed up Kyrie completely, including Kenny Atkinson. He said he had no idea where this is coming from. DeAndre Jordan said he had no idea where this is coming from. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, no idea. Uh, And just the whole notion that Kyrie's mood swings are going to ruin the Nets is ludicrous to me. What? Uh, Okay, so apparently he doesn't like to get his picture taken pregame. Who cares? The man is going out there and dropping 50 for you, and you're worried about him not getting his picture taken? Who cares? You know who else had mood swings? Every single NBA player ever. You know who else was difficult to manage? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Magic Johnson. He got his coach fired. Allen Iverson. The list goes on. Most superstars, newsflash, they're difficult to deal with. That's because they just, they're just built differently. They have a mindset. They have expectations for themselves and their team that regular NBA players just don't. So, of course, Kyrie's going to get angry. Just like every other NBA player would get angry. Just like every other superstar would get angry. Apparently, he got angry in China when he when Rondo um, hit him in the face and he was out for the first preseason game. That was supposed to be his debut as a net. And he got injured a couple of seconds into the game. Um, wouldn't you be mad too? I'm pretty sure you would be. So I don't think that's an adequate reason to, to down Kyrie and get back to this notion that he's a locker room cancer. The man is leading the league in points with 37.7. He's second in the NBA in efficiency behind only Carl Anthony Towns, shooting 45.6% from the field. He's top 20 in assists at 6.3. And to be completely honest, the Nets would be 0-3 without him. The only win they got this season over the Knicks came on a step-back Kyrie Irving 3 with 22 seconds left to win them the game. Without Kyrie, the Nets very well would be 0-3. That man, mood swings, no mood swings, difficult, not difficult. He's producing on the floor. He looks as happy as he's ever been. He's happy to be home, so let's not ruin that. He's a superstar. He's going to be difficult. This won't be the last time that an article like this comes out. But... Nets, the the loyal Nets fans and the Nets players are doing a good job backing Kyrie as they should. So, like I just talked about the Knicks. The Knicks, the Nets won over the Knicks 113-109. This was a scary game. 
I'm not gonna lie. I was I was shook. I thought that the the Nets might ruin this because they were talking a lot of big talk before the game, talking about this is our home. We run New York. Okay, so let's back it up. So the Nets' biggest lead was 19. They blew that 19-point lead and allowed the Knicks to come back from that 19-point deficit. Uh, They had 26 turnovers. Thank God the Knicks are garbage, and they also had 26 turnovers. The Nets out-rebounded the Knicks 46-39, to as they should. Um, the Nets shot 47.7% from the field, 43.2% from the three, 67.6% from the free throw line. Um, the Knicks, they shot 46.9% from the field, a whopping 68% from three. And 57.1% from the free throw line. Now, the three-pointers, they only took 25. They hit 17, which is still outrageous. The Nets uh, stat up. The Nets shot 37 threes. They only hit 16, So, which is still a pretty good percentage as a team. The Knicks were just lights out this game. So, if we're going to look at the box score, we can start with the Knicks. Julius Randle, the Knicks' best player, arguably the Knicks' best player, I'll say. 14 points, 5 of 15 from the field, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 turnovers, 5 personal fouls. I think we did a pretty good job on Julius Randle. The person that gave us trouble this game was, uh, believe it or not, Mr. Wayne Ellington, Mr. Kevin Knox, and uh, Alonzo Tree and R.J. Barrett to an extent. So Wayne Ellington got hot late. He had 3 of 4 three-pointers. He was really he bought them back in the last couple of minutes of the game. He kept them in it. Kevin Knox played 28 minutes, 16 points on 5 of 8 shooting. He's a long guy who can shoot over a lot of our Nets defenders. And that's where I think our problem on defense is going to be length. A team that's lengthy is most likely going to destroy us. We just have to outscore them. That's our only hope. Alonzo Trier, he had 22 points in 23 minutes, 6 of, six of 7 from the field. He was 7-11 from the free throw line, so that's where he got most of his production. And then uh, R.J. Barrett, the third pick in this year's NBA uh, draft, 16 points on 7 of 16 shots, 0 of 3 from the free throw line. Uh, he did have 5 turnovers, 3 assists, and 3 rebounds. He did have 6 steals, though, so R.J. Barrett was making his presence known on the offensive end and the defensive end. And then when it comes to Brooklyn, Kyrie, he uh, followed up his amazing performance with a 26.5 assists, 2 rebound performance. He was 8 of 19 from the field, only 2 of 8 from 3, so that could obviously improve, and he was 8 of 8 from the line. Karras didn't have a great game. He shot efficiently, though. He only played 24 minutes, 12 points, 4 of 7 from the field. He did finish with 6 turnovers, though. And that has got to stop. Jared Allen, he played 25 minutes. DeAndre Jordan played 22 minutes. He only had four points on two of six from the field. He did have 11 rebounds, but he had no blocks. And DeAndre Jordan wasn't much better. Seven points, three of five from the field, 11 rebounds, two. So combined, they had 22 rebounds. Spencer Dinwiddie, um, he finished with 20 points in 26 minutes, five of 12 shooting, eight of 10 from the free throw line. I told you those free throws would pick back up. That's 80% from the line, five assists. And then, yeah, that's that's really all. Joe Harris went three of five from the three-point line, over reliable. And Torian Prince, he was only 30% from the field, but still managed to put up six rebounds and 11 points. Now, this game against the Knicks, like I said before, I was scared. There's no reason that 
we should be giving up 19-point leads, especially against a team like the Knicks. I, I think it was the Nets' second game of the season. They're still rusty. The China fatigue is real. I don't care what anybody says. Coming back from China is still going to have an impact on these players for at least a, uh, the next week at least. I'm going to chalk it up to that. Might have been some nerves playing against the Knicks after this whole season-long off-season rivalry. But the Nets pulled it out. That's all that matters. We got the W. By the next time we face the Knicks, we should be a much more polished, much more improved team. And I would predict a blowout. Um, And then we get to this loss against the Grizzlies. The Nets unfortunately lose 133-134 to against the Grizzlies. This one was this one was a tough pill to swallow because in by all accounts the Grizzlies are not a good NBA team and the Nets should be. Now, when we're going through the matchup, we we did turn the ball over 17 times. The Grizzlies only turned it over 12. We out-rebounded them 53 to 49. The Grizzlies did have 10 blocks though. We went 43.6% from the field. They went 48.5% from the field. We went 33.3% from three. They went 42.4% from three. We did manage to hit 81.1% of our free throws, except we missed seven of those free throws. One of them being Spencer Dinwiddie's, which could have made the Nets up by three, which would have made that three that Jay Crowder hit, send it into double OT, but we'll get to that later. The Grizzlies went 20 of 25 from the free throw line, which is 80%. Now, on to the box score. Kyrie, and Kyrie put up 37 in 34 minutes on 11 of 27 shooting, 5 of 12 from the three-point line, 10 of 11 from the free-throw line, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, only 2 turnovers, an amazing game from Kyrie, another gym. Um, Kyrie Silver, 27 points on 11 of 22 sh- shots. Um, he was had 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, and he was also great in this one. Jared Allen, he did come off the bench this game. DeAndre Jordan started for the first time this season, but Jared Allen outplayed him in minutes. Jared Allen had 27. DeAndre Jordan only had 23. I'm guessing Kenny figured that DeAndre Jordan would match up better with Jonas Valenciunas than Jared Allen would. And then Spencer Dinwiddie came off the bench. He only shot 3 of 13, which is 23.1%. 16 points, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Yet again, that's 80%. 8 assists, only 1 turnover. And yeah, the, the Nets basically got carried by their by, by their three best scorers, is what I should say, and Karis LeVert, Kyrie Irving, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, Dinwiddie goes to the free throw line with 7.4 seconds left to put the Nets up. If he hits both, they're up by three. He misses the second one. Jay Crowder comes. No, John Morant rushes down the court, gives it to Jay Crowder from a little bit behind the three-point line. People were saying it's half court. It was not half court. It was maybe two steps behind the three-point line. Jay Crowder drills it, and uh, the Nets lose the game. My problem, what I think the Nets could have done, they got lit up. That was only Jay Crowder's second made shot of the game. But you know who did light them up? Second overall pick in this year's draft, John Morant. He had 30 points on 13 of 22 shots. He only hit one three. He had nine assists, four rebounds. He did have six turnovers. And then Dylan Brooks lit them up for 21-2 on nine of 15 shots. But John Morant in specific, in particular John Morant, 
I don't know why David Nwaba wasn't given more of a shot on John Moran. He only played 13 minutes, didn't attempt a shot, had two rebounds, one turnover, one steal. He was a negative eight and plus minus. Okay. I think we can all agree when we say David Nwaba is our best perimeter defender. He has the best shot of keeping up with staying in front of whatever you want to call it. Downright playing defense on John Morant. He has the best shot out of anyone on this entire team. Garrett Temple played 18 minutes. He was one of four from the field. I think he should pl- he should have played less and David and Waba should have played more in an attempt to try and limit John Morant from going off. The Nets were letting Ja do whatever he wanted off the pick and roll. He was hitting float. See, what the the Grizzlies do with Ja is he's not, he's a streaky shooter. He's not the best shooter, but he'll shoot it if he's open. So you have to, you can't just sag off. So you play up on Ja. They set a hard screen. Ja rolls off the screen and he either goes for a pull up midi or he goes for a floater, which he's really good at the, the little drifters, the floaters. He's really good at that. But what the Nets weren't doing was forcing him to his weak side. He's right-handed. The Nets were in no way forcing him left. They were letting him do whatever he wanted off the pick and roll, which is why he lit them up tonight. And a good example of defense on John Moran can be looked at in the Lakers game. The Lakers played the Grizzlies tonight, absolutely blew them out. John Moran played pretty bad. I don't have his stats up right now, but what the Lakers did was they ran those same pick and rolls John Moran and the Grizzlies did. The Lakers forced him left. They did not let him get the shots that he wanted, and it paid off. Speaking of the Lakers, um, so Hoop Ball is getting really into uh, team coverage. They're still covering fantasy at an enormous amount, enormous amount, and they're the best fantasy side in the business as far as I'm concerned, but we're getting more into team con- coverage, which is great. And uh, Mike Pastador, a.k.a. Panda, my man, my editor-in-chief, is really headlining the whole thing. And he wrote an article on the Lakers this week entitled, Lakers' Long-Term Plan Conflicts with Anthony Davis's Optimal Usage. Um, Hoopball's Mike Pastador digs into the Anthony Davis at center conundrum in Los Angeles. How do the Lakers keep their superstar big man healthy while also using his skills to win games in the optimal way? Check out all of our team coverage articles by clicking on the team coverage link at hoopball.com. And if you're somebody that's looking to break into the industry from a journalistic standpoint, you're not going to get many chances like this to join a growing platform and get a foot in the door. Let us know by shooting an email at teamhoopball at gmail.com. That's teamhoopball at gmail.com. I can't say enough good things about Hoopball and the way that they've let, that they've allowed me and Hunter to develop our journalistic experience and get some articles under our name, get some articles under our belt, really run this podcast in our vision the way we want it. So if you guys want to have that same opportunity, hit us up at teamhoopball at gmail.com. And so a lot of people are wondering, what is wrong with the Nets? Why are they 1-2? Why could they very well be 0-3? Why did they almost lose to the Knicks? And my answer to that is... It's complicated. The NBA has been, let's say, weird this year. The Heat are three and one. They were three and zero without Jimmy Butler, or two and one without Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Who would have thought that? 
The Hawks and the Suns have been very competitive. Those are two teams that nobody thought would be great this year. And the Timberwolves, who are known for being garbage, are 3-0. But what I have to say is, let's keep in mind it's only three games. The Nets will turn it around. Something that's different in the way their play style this year is they're playing a lot more ISO ball than they did last year. Kavis LeVert, Kyrie Irving, and Spencer Dinwiddie, our three best scorers, are all best in isolation. And so they're not passing as much as they used to. They're not passing as much as they did when D'Angelo Russell was running the offense, coming off pick and rolls, and finding the open man. And that's not to say that the offense was better when D'Lo was here, because it's just not. It's not. I have stats to back up the fact that the offense is thriving. The problem right now is our defense. To say that the offense is thriving is completely correct because let's just start here. Joe Harris, who a lot of people gave D'Lo the credit for making Joe Harris' season last year. Okay, let's say that that did happen. He's having an even better season right now. It's only three games, like I said, but let's just see. This three-game sample size, he's shooting 52.6% from behind the arc, and he's attempting 1.2 more threes than he did last season. Karis LeVert, he's averaging 19.7 on 50% shooting, and his playmaking abilities have been there. They've been there. They've been there more than we, I personally thought they would be. He's averaging 4.3 assists. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's only shooting 36.8% from the field. <laughs> That's going to turn around. That would be his lowest percentage since his sophomore season in the 2015-2016 to campaign. He will undoubtedly be better. The Nets are second in points per game as a team with 124. They're playing great offense. Kyrie is leading the way. Karras is doing his thing. Dinwiddie's going to shoot much better. Joe Harris, I doubt he'll shoot 52.6% from behind the arc the whole season, but he'll be in that 44 to 45% range. I can see that. Even if it's 43, I can see that. The Nets will continue to be good on offense, but here's where things kind of take a tumble. Along with Karras' 4.3 assists, he's also averaging 4.3 turnovers. So that can't be be great for their offense. The next bad stat is that the Nets are the sixth worst free throw shooting team in the league. They're shooting only 70.1% as a unit, and that just can't happen. We've already seen two games. Two of the Nets' losses could have been prevented. They could be 3-0 right now if Jared Allen knocks down those two free throws, or at least one of those free throws, in the home opener. Oh, against the Timberwolves. And if Dinwiddie hits, doesn't split the free throws with 7.4 seconds left in the game versus the Grizzlies and actually hits both of them, then that shot that Jay Crowder hits send us to double OT. We don't know what happens in double OT. So the Nets have to be better free throw shooting as a team. They're giving up the third most points in the league to their opponent at 123.3. Their perimeter defense is laughable. And and that's we we knew that Kyrie's not a defender. By all accounts, Karras isn't a defender. Spencer Dinwiddie isn't a defender. Joe Harris isn't a defender. The Nets are already small. They they weren't going to be the best defensive team this year. Maybe when they get KD back, things will pick back up because he's a long, lengthy defender. He tries his hardest. He's a monster. Period. Point blank. Period. KD's a monster. But as of right now, they don't have any great perimeter defenders outside of David and Waba. He's only playing. 10 to 13 minutes per contest. So the Nets are going to give up points. But let's keep in mind, 
they weren't the best defense. They didn't have any crazy defenders last season either. And they put up a good, pretty good defensive season. I think that in time, things will come. Defensive rotations will be get better. Defensive chemistry will get better. As these guys continue to play with each other, learn each other's... They'll learn each other's habits. As simple as that is. Moving on, they are allowing the their opponents to shoot the second highest percentage from three with 43.6%, which obviously can't happen, but that goes back to perimeter defense. Trust me, we'll be better. And then lastly, they are turning the ball over the fourth most as a team in the entire league. The turnovers, they might stick. We have a lot of iso ball, and with iso ball come turnovers, and we're going to have to live with it. Most games, we're going to have to outscore our opponents, and that's that's just not happening right now because of turnovers, because we're giving them more shots than we're taking, and free throws. We've just got to knock those down. But outside of that, the Nets will be fine. Let's be honest, people. It's three games. Let's not over-exaggerate. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to be a good team. Kyrie Irving right now, he's looking like one of the top three candidates for MVP. If the Nets are 3-0, and Kyrie Irving is likely the MVP frontrunner right now. He might lead the league in scoring. Like we just said, Karis LeVert is about to average 20 points per game. He's .3 points off at 20 points per game. He's going to get there. Let's just keep it easy. We're going to be fine. Trust me. Up next, the Nets have got the Pacers, who are 0-3. And what should be a win for the Nets as the Pacers have lost to the Pistons twice and the Cavs once, both of which are, let's just be honest here, horrible teams. If the Nets give up the Pacers' first win of the season, then let's talk. But until then, I'm going to say they win in flying colors. Might be a blowout. I think Kyrie 40 bombs the the Pacers tonight when you're hearing this. After all this article, all of the... After this article, after all that it did, after all the speculation, after all the bad-mouthing from Kyrie, he's going to come out, he's going to put up a stellar performance, and we're going to win this game, go to 2-2 two and two on the season. And with that, I hope you all enjoyed the solo Najee Adams experience of the Hoop Hole Nets podcast. Um, Hunter, we miss you. He will be back next episode. Um, I didn't have my partner in crime this episode, so... If anything's wrong, blame him for not being here. Um, Actually, blame St. John's for giving him so much work. Um, With that said, make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast on Apple iTunes. You can download Dash Radio, too. It's an app on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. And go to their Nothing But Net station. We actually play on that a pretty good amount. Um, Cycling through our episodes, this episode will be up once we post it. But yes, download Dash Radio, the app. Subscribe to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hoop Ball Nets. It's in the description. Make sure you uh, tweet at us what you think we can do better, what you think we do great. Uh, some questions, comments, concerns, anything we love to hear. Shout out once again to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other Hoop Ball podcast. And oh, yeah. Since Hunter's not here, um, I'm supposed to give him a letter, and he's supposed to name an NBA player. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give myself a letter. Actually, no, I'm going to look up a random letter generator. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Random letter generator, and we're going to name it. I'm going to name a player with the uh, letter that it gives me. So random 
letter generator. You can probably hear me typing. That's how you know this is real on the spot right now. Generate letter sequences. G. Uh, Gary Payton. Or Gary Harris. Or just Gary. And with that, <laughs> we'll see you all next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.